there are certain ways we have been doing things all our life and then there are alternative perspectives at spill the tea we spill those alternatives or unconventional ideas with our awesome guests about their stories of challenging the conventional and their journey to bring a significant difference to their communities welcome to our 30th episode and i am bb your host today now before we begin make sure you subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform so that you get notified for every new episode and if you enjoy do give us a five star rating and do share this podcast with your communities we have an absolute inspiring story today and maybe when you click to tune into this episode you may have wondered about the topic it sounds like a slap on the face where the world is sinking due to the massive misuse of plastic and we are talking about saving lives yes there's a catch and it's simple but genuine intention probably a makeshift but now proven and adoptive measure to save infants and their lives using plastic bottles and to share this story we have our amazing guest from bangladesh dr mohammad jubair chisti dr chisti how are you doing thank you baby i'm good it is a really great inspiring introduction thank you Thanks. yes yes and and you know uh, before i pass it on to you i wanted to tell our listeners a brief about how i know you and what inspired me dr chisti so okay to, this is to our listeners you know if if anybody out there google these few words plastic shampoo bottle saving lives the first results you will get and that's what i get uh, you know you you will get host of videos and bbc articles articles from global citizen and many other showcasing this phenomenal invention i would say it that way and uh, dr chisti i knew about you through one of the global citizen article and that's how i found you and i reached you now it's a honor and I, i should tell this it's a honor we are recording this episode with you and though i come to how you did what you did let me pass on the mic to you please tell our listeners a brief about yourself and you know anything fun about you <laughs> thank you baby actually um, there is nothing a um, lot more remaining to tell about me that you have <laughs> already told everything yeah. i'm just dr mohammad zubairchisti have been working in international center for diarrheal disease and research in bangladesh mm-hmm. and this is a research organization but uh, it has a small hospital where i am also doing the service right and on the top of that i'm doing the research and i'm proud of that i have been working here because if i do not work here i might not have the opportunity to have this invention wow awesome you know uh, dr chisti will talk about this invention i won't call it little because you know we are talking about pneumonia here and you know for our listeners people already know this that pneumonia affects the lungs after infections either from bacteria or some viruses which we have seen very recently uh, however you know in a nutshell it reduces the ability of of the lungs to take in oxygen and you and we are talking about infants now normally hospitals use ventilators to attend this problem to cater to this problem Uh, my question to you and that's my first question dr chisti about your invention how and when did this idea struck you actually um, it is a long time 
ago, when I have just completed my graduation, that is MBBS, mm-hmm. in one of the public hospitals in Bangladesh called Silet MAGU's Pani Medical College Hospital. And when I started my first night as an intern in the pediatric department, there a lot of kids came with severe pneumonia. And at least, um, as far as I remember, uh, three kids died of um, a severe form of pneumonia. And uh, at that time, the available drugs, the available support, we have provided everything, whatever uh, that need. Although I was the intern at the time, I had my senior colleagues, that is, uh, um, um, but um, I didn't find anything that can save uh, yeah. those three kids. This is what stuck me that I need to do something yeah. to minimize the deaths. But trust me, at that time, I didn't know what I should do. And uh, Dr. Chiste, it all started when you joined this hospital as an intern. Now, definitely, I mean, see, uh, and, and you know this in your field, we have many, many fabulous doctors around the world in various countries who are doing fabulous job in saving children saving people and i mean it's really commendable that you took on to this research found this uh, idea and you joined i would say joined your profession with the with the purpose you know to save uh, infants so tell us about this technique uh, or i mean let me call it as a technology now and is it in trial or being adopted anywhere else Thank you, Vivi. And actually, as I have told that um, since my intern, then I was searching for an opportunity where I can do this. Because you know that in, especially in our country, in the profession of MBBS during um, when we are student or post MBBS, we didn't have ample of opportunity to uh, have the research. So I required uh, an institution uh, where I can do this. In Bangladesh, there was no many. So I mean, ICDDRV is a single organization in Bangladesh who used to do very robust research. Mm-hmm. And I was lucky enough that I have told that I yeah. had the chance to uh, be here. And then I have searched um, for these things. And okay. uh, I was lucky enough. Then I got the opportunity to study my pe- uh, child health training as well as yeah. research in the Royal yeah. Children's Hospital, Melbourne. Okay. And at that okay. time, I have seen that uh, bubble CPAP, it, it is nothing new. And just mm-hmm. the fancy bubble CPAP that I, uh, <laughs> I saw in um, that hospital. Then I dreamed that if I can uh, modify this in a simplified form by only taking the mechanism, yes. then whether yeah. it, it can do anything. So I uh, discussed with my supervisor there mm-hmm. that I didn't come here to uh, teach uh, to, to learn the uh, fancy things, but I uh, want to learn here how the technology can be uh, simplified right. in our setup during my two years of study there that I um, used to learn. Yeah. And the, after my return in 2010 in ICDDRV, just mm-hmm. I um, translated this after seeing this. And at that time, I should um, admit one of yeah. my senior yeah. colleagues uh, Dr. Jonathan Harvey Smith from the Great Ormond Street Hospital, who was the consultant and ICU lead at the time. So then I told him, and he actually motivated me that uh, whatever you have um, yeah. in your yeah. setting, you should use this to do. And uh, I discussed with him, and uh, with the help of him, 
I found this discarded plastic bottle, which uh, remains in our world. Mm. And uh, we told that uh, by uh, pouring with water, um, we can uh, produce the bubble <laughs> that okay. seen in the fancy uh, machine, which is also costly, which is around uh, 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 $3,000, $4,000 or $5,000 like that. Okay. But then when we, I learned that this is the mechanism that if we can produce the bubble in a plastic bottle or in any bottle that gives us the back pressure to the lung, then it may work. That is the exact thing that I have done, wow. that uh, I have used the conventional uh, WHO nasal prong, which is used to be used in case of uh, WHO recommended uh, low mm. flow oxygen. Mm. And with that, I have just added part of the discarded saline set Mm. And uh, in, after pouring the plastic bottle with water, I have inserted the distal end of that uh, device into the yes. water. When yes. patient, after taking oxygen, exhales the air, that yes. air passes yes. through that uh, 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 water-filled plastic bottle and that yeah. produces yeah. bubble. That bubble used to produce X against a gradient. That gradient gives the back pressure. And by that simple way, we tried for a few patients and we have found this is good. Yeah. And then and walking. we told my yeah. supervisor. Right. Then uh, the story starts, yeah. And, you know, uh, Dr. Chisti, as you, as you mentioned, the conventional methods recommended in the doctor fraternity, in the medical fraternity and WHO recognized and the discarded distal bottles which you had. So yeah. everything was in front of you. You just yeah, brought yeah. everything together and, and yeah, yeah. created this. Those so, were just available yeah. that we were not using before. Nothing right. new. Yeah. As, as you know, that bubble CPAP is not also new. In right. uh, 1971, Professor John Gregory used that fancy bubble CPAP in the premature newborn who had the acute respiratory distress syndrome. This acute respiratory distress syndrome and pneumonia is not the same thing. The pathology yeah, yeah. is totally yeah. different. Right. So we thought that just have a try whether it works or not. Because in acute respiratory distress syndrome, there is lack of surfactant cell, which used to is responsible to maintain the surface tension in lung. Yeah. And if it is lack, uh, lung tends to collapse. And bubble sepia wow. used to reduce this, this used to prevent this collapse. But right. in uh, uh, pneumonia, this is not the case. So we thought yeah. that uh, whether it would work or not. Just we have tried with this uh, very simple thing for few patients and we have found the enormous results then if you have that if you wanted to know uh, the trial then we have right. uh, started the randomized trial in actually 2011 to 2013 which okay. led my phd also okay. and after the completion of the trial it has been found that uh, that very simple uh, innovative very low cost, ultra low cost bubble CPAP was associated with 75% reduction of mortality compared wow. to the WHO standard one. That's enormous. And, and then, you yeah. know, it was published in the Lancet as well as uh, our hospital yes. uh, adopted this as the, the part of the standard of care now. Yeah. Fantastic. So uh, what do you call this, this technology of yours? I mean, do you have a separate name for this technique of what you're doing with uh, plastic bottles? Do you have a separate name for this or it's, it's the medical terminology? <laughs> no, it is the uh, same thing. There is the bubble sepet. And okay. it is just every country used to uh, have this name that is called uh, the uh, locally made bubble sepet. Just we okay. tell as the locally made bubble CPAP, nothing else. Okay, okay, and okay. 
And and did you have seen that the, in some publication they mm. showed our one as a shampoo bottle? Uh, yes, yes, I, I read that. I read that. Right. Yeah. So 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 is that also true? Like you know, you have used shampoo bottles as well. Yeah, yeah. The okay. initial uh, the success that uh, mm. the success story they started it was the shampoo bottle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's the uh, name of our epi- episode plastic saving lives that you can really repurpose something to save lives and that's what you you are doing so coming back to your research dr chiste it took you almost 20 years to come up with this solution i mean it 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 started way back when you when you did your internship and that night when unfortunately you saw three uh, infants uh, passed away probably that's when you you had this urge to you know do something and really save lives in in an economical in an affordable way my question is at any point in these last two decades did you feel or think this is not going to work and if and if that happened with you what kept you motivated in those times yeah, this is a long story, but I uh, <laughs> I want to make it short. Yes. Um, allow me two minutes. Yeah. This is the thing um, that I told you that at that time, I didn't have any idea what I should do. So um, the only thing I uh, learned that at least I have to be a pediatrician. Otherwise, it, it will not be possible. Mm-hmm. Then on that way, I was trained in pediatrics from, um, uh, at that time, it is called Institute of Postgraduate Medicine and Research. Now, it has been, it has been uh, named as the Sheikh Mojib Medical University, um, Bangabandhu Sheikh Mojib Medical University. So okay. um, it is the highest medical institution in our country. So after having the training, I had an opportunity to, to join in ICDDRB. So straight away, I wanted, um, I actually searched what I should do. So mm-hmm. I was uh, struggling for the initial days that uh, I need to uh, uh, do, especially what kind of focus I need to require. I didn't know for the initial few years that I was just only searching. I need something that I need to do to reduce the deaths in these children. So there are a lot of things by this time WHO identified that uh, there is malnutrition is one of the culprit to have the death in pneumonia. So I initially started working in malnutrition and when I started my master's training, so I focused on malnutrition. I thought that if I can reduce the uh, incidence of malnutrition, then the mortality can be reduced. Right. So uh, um, I have identified a few areas, but still I have seen that a lot of kids still dying with uh, even without malnutrition. So I found that oxygen is the issue. There are a lot of children um was dying in even though patient was getting who standard oxygen who standard antibiotic and other routine cares mm. then it struck my mind that yes i am not doing i'm probably i'm doing some right things but i'm not doing the exact right things which yeah. is the single thing single most important thing probably yeah. responsible for that then we have found that in a systematic review that uh, uh, children with pneumonia who uh, used to have hypoxemia, that is the lack of oxygen. And if they don't have the hypoxemia, that rate was enormously higher, five to six times more those who had hypoxemia compared to those who didn't have hypoxemia. Then my focus was that 
So mm -hmm. I need to find something to um, treat those hypoxemia. But as WHO already recommended that for hypoxemia, we should use WHO recommended oxygen. Then I thought that we are already using this. I need better than this. Then I searched for that and I have found that ventilator that you have already told that um, life support things. And ventilator associated, there is continuous positive airway pressure. It is called right. CPAP. Right, CPAP, yeah. And it, yes, it is high and costly as well as it needs highly trained study. Uh, Absolutely. Um, Technicians. Um, personnel like nurses yeah. as well as physicians. Yeah. Even though it is available in some uh, hospitals in developing countries, they cannot uh, maintain the proper hygiene and as well as this is why hospital acquired pneumonia and other infection is so high yes. so i thought that uh, this should not be the part of my choice then i thought that what are the other things very cheap or uh, um, alternate non-invasive procedure then i found that bubble CPAP that professor john gregory uh, used in 1971 in right. acute respiratory distress syndrome. Yeah. And another one is called high nasal cannula oxygen therapy. It is okay. very popular in Western countries, especially in called bronchiolitis. It is almost yeah. near to pneumonia. Uh, so then I thought that, uh, yes, I need to do something. Then by this time, I uh, had the scholarship to study there. So mm. I thought that this might work. Then I searched for that in higher, if it is, yeah, if it is used, then I had uh, some uh, training in the ICU there. So okay. I found there. So at that time, what I have already told that I discussed with my supervisor, Professor Chabot Duke, that whether it can be used in a simplified form. And he actually encouraged me. And Professor Chabot Duke, uh, I should say that uh, he is one of the pioneer uh, supervisors for me who actually had great motivation for me. He also works in other developing countries like Papua New Guinea. So when I uh, returned to my country, I have also told that um, mm -hmm. Dr. Jonathan Harvey Smith also helped me. Okay. And when I found this, and uh, I have started this trial, but right. this is the initial struggle. Yes. But later struggle, when I have uh, published this, it has been part of the standard of care in this hospital. Right. So it is, I need to take it out from this hospital to other parts other, of other hospitals country. and other countries and yes. also other developing countries right, right. And it was not so easy and uh, after our trial there was another a trial um, done in Ghana and that was not only pneumonia but it is on bubble CPAP and this is uh, any respiratory difficulty and they have also found it somewhat effective, effective but mm. my trial was up to under five children but they have yeah. found it is more effective in children under one year of age. Okay, then, so infants, yeah. Infants mainly. Yeah, yeah. And then there was another trial which was done in Malawi, but okay. uh, they didn't follow our design. They, okay. uh, uh, because in our design, we have shown that needs a monitoring, although it yes. is a simple thing. Yes. But in the Malawi trial, they didn't yeah. uh, have the supervision of the physician. Yeah. They only yeah. had the nurses. So in that uh, trial, they most probably missed the... Certain uh, steps or... Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Those children who were um, excluded from our trial because it is a very simple thing. It is not the... Uh, ventilator it right. works as right. like as ventilator but it is not the substitute of ventilator there are certain 
things we need to consider. Right. If a child do not have the if, do not have the effort of respiration, if in that case it cannot be used because a child need to have need to uh, take need to have the effort to take okay. the oxygen inside the lung. So okay. if they don't have the that capacity, effort, you mean? Yes, that capacity. Natural capacity. Then, yeah. uh, yes, they need to have at least some capacity to have the uh, to take the uh, respiration. Right. So in Ghana trial, uh, the, due to the lack of supervision, yeah. um, it, it has been shown that Unfortunately, um, it is, yeah. a lot of kids uh, are dying. Yeah. So they have stopped the trial. Yeah. So that I was so demoralized after mm -hmm. seeing that and trial. I thought that in that case, why in my trial it has shown so much improvement, but in that trial not. Then we had a, we are fortunate that the investigator of that trial, is very kind and he personally communicated with me and we had a, a lot of meeting and, and then we have discovered that uh, and then you in found my out trial, yeah. what was yes, the missing in, steps. In yeah. our trial, we had yeah. the continuously one hour follow-up uh, every one hour we have the follow-up, we have the yeah. continuous monitoring, yeah. we have identified the children who develop heart failure, who develop if there is any inspiration, we yeah. uh, identified all of those and we had taken measures of this and mm. uh, those measures couldn't, uh, uh, they didn't have that ability to take those because of the fact that lack of continuous monitoring. So this was the thing, then uh, you had a systematic review including yeah. that yeah. trial, also our trial and Ghana trial. And it has been concluded that without the physician supervision, this cannot this be applied. Be yeah. Given. yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, I, I totally get that. And and see, initial hiccups, initial challenges and on the way in many countries, as, as we rightly understand, it's still being used and adopted, the adoption rate might be slow, might be a lot of hurdles, but with that persistence and what you're doing, it is really uh, very exciting that you are able to spread this across, you know, to, to countries and hospitals where the affordability rate of ventilators is lower and especially in developing countries and you are doing an incredible job. So kudos to you and your team. And I would say to ICDDRB because without their support, you wouldn't have done that. And you just mentioned that right at the start yeah. of this discussion. Certainly so. You know, Dr. Chiste, I need to mention a lot of uh, medical terms based on what we have discussed, but you had kind of painted this picture so nicely uh, for a layman, for a non-medical person like myself to understand. And I could, I can already visualize your work. <laughs> okay, so in my mind, to lighten up a bit and because we are uh, we have reached to the end of our you know, interview what does dr chisti do when he is not at the hospital or he's not researching on something so you know tell us something fun about your yourself thank you very much actually yes it is true that most of my time um, goes here with uh, clinical work as well as um, clinical research and uh, i used to stay beyond this life uh, which uh, pass with my family, my parents, mm -hmm. my wife, and my three sons in at least one day um, a week. I used to play uh, cricket with them. And if not playing cricket, at least to watch cricket and football with them. Yeah. And my yeah. three sons are very passionate about 
cricket yes. and yes. as well as football but i also uh, try to pass uh, my some time also beyond the boundary of bangladesh as i have told in uh, i have been also working in ethiopia with the same trial yes and yes. Uh, hopefully it is at the terminal stage where mm-hmm. i can also tell you that with this uh, main uh, focusing thing continuous mm-hmm. monitoring and the survival rate is enormous um, right. almost uh, um, 99% survival. So uh, this is a very good news, which will come out very soon. And yes. I think that um, my family is supporting me to go there repeatedly, although it is a very remote area compared yeah. to Bangladesh. But I love to go to the remote area to make yes. an impact. And right. you know that from a study to impact, it used to take 10 to 15 years. And I, um, I want to say my thanks to all of you that you all of you are supporting me to be passionate for that. Of course. Um, I mean, yeah. of course. Dr. Chisti, I mean, see, you are based in Bangladesh. You are working with ICTTRB and you are a global citizen. Uh, you are going places, you are saving lives, you are you are working on something, a technology which has 99% accuracy. It is indeed saving lives of lot and lot of infants who cannot afford costly medical uh, attention. So, so your work is really unconventional and incredible. And I mean, that's what we do. <laughs> that's what we look for at, at Spill the Tea where we can get stories like you. I'm very glad uh, to talk to you. We have uh, come to the end of our interview. Thank you so much to our listeners. Let us know your opinions uh, about Dr. Chisti and his work. This podcast will be released on Spotify, Google, Apple and all other major platforms. Uh, we will also release this on YouTube. Thank you. Uh, nice talking to you. It's my honor and pleasure to yes. um, have the talk with you. Thank you.